0: Guitarathon is the greatest guitar sale on earth, and it's happening now. Get massive savings on a huge selection of electric and acoustic guitars, basses, amps, pedals, and other accessories. Get select Ernie Ball strings three for ten. Save hundred dollars on a Fender Special Edition Strat, or get a Yamaha acoustic for just one ninety nine. Plus, get special financing on select major brands. Don't miss these incredible deals available online and in store now through November first. Guitarthon only at Guitar Center. Find your sound. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome to the On Clippers Podcast. I'm your host, DJ Foster. For today's show, NBA.com released their annual rookie survey. It's always fun. Every year they gather up all the rookies, make them answer uncomfortable questions about each other. There's always some funny results, though, from the rookie survey. So we're going to discuss that. We're going to tell you what categories Bryce Johnson and our boy, the big mineral, Diamond Stone, what categories they showed up in. And uh, which rookie is kind of projected to, to dominate the field, according to his fellow rookies? Uh, we're going to discuss all that. We're also going to play you a clip from David Locke's Locked On NBA podcast. Uh, he sat down with ESPN.com writer Kevin Pelton, and they talked Clippers. Uh, and here's a little a little listen bait for you. I would say clickbait, but I guess it's a listen bait. Um, you're going to be shocked to hear Pelton's projected win total for the Clippers. Oh, you like that? And then, finally, 27 reasons why you're eating peanut butter and jelly totally wrong. Uh, not not actually, that's not a real thing. Uh, but let's start with the rookie survey here. Uh, so, NBA.com, they gather up 38 rookies for a photo shoot. Ask them a bunch of questions, not only about their classmates, but like who their favorite player is in the NBA, and they tally up all the answers. But the thing you need to know about the rookie survey is the rookies don't always take it 100% seriously, which might come as a surprise to you that a bunch of 19 and 20 year olds don't answer questions 100% seriously all the time. (laughs) Um... But they kind of vote with their hearts, maybe, instead of their heads sometimes. Like, they'll vote for friends or their teammates, uh, regardless of how ridiculous it may be. And I'll give you an example of that. So, they asked all these rookies uh, who they think will win Rookie of the Year this season. Fairly straightforward question, right? Who do you think is going to win Rookie of the Year? And the answers were pretty strong, okay? So, The rookies voted 29% of the rookies voted Chris Dunn, Minnesota Timberwolves guard Chris Dunn, to win Rookie of the Year. That's fine. Brandon Ingram came in second. Ben Simmons came in third. But then you scroll down, and here's where you see the fun stuff. Also receiving votes. So I'm going to read you the guys who also received votes to win Rookie of the Year. DeAndre Bembry from Atlanta. Joel Embiid from Philadelphia. That's actually a pretty good one. Damian Jones from Golden State. Scal LeBissier from Sacramento. Torian Prince from Atlanta. Malachi Richardson from Sacramento. Dario Saric from Philadelphia. But here's the best one. Your 2016-2017 NBA Rookie of the Year received a vote. Pascal Siakam. Pascal Siakam plays for Toronto. And I could have thrown in a Game of Thrones character name there, and you probably wouldn't have noticed. That's going to be like my reoccurring John Oliver thing, where he shows a country, and he's like, you know so little about this country that it's actually not this country. Uh, I'm going to start doing that with NBA players. So, Pascal Siakam, NBA Rook of the Year, receiving votes. So that just gives you a little example. Um, But also, another example, which NBA player will have the best career Chris Dunn won that. No, 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 I'm sorry. Brandon Ingram won that. Best career, 26.7% of the vote. Chris Dunn came in second. Others receiving votes? Our boy, Pascal Siakam, receiving votes. Best career, best rookie. I'm going to feel really stupid if he ends up being the best rookie, but I'm pretty, pretty confident we're safe there. So anyways, that just gives you an example of kind of the wackiness of this survey. But with that being said, Bryce Johnson showed up. A whole lot in this survey on a bunch of different categories. Uh, so let's let's give you each one that Bryce Johnson showed up in here. So the first question: Which rookie was the biggest steal at where he was selected in the draft? So biggest steal. This is an annual award to go that goes to whoever the San Antonio Spurs pick. So Dejounte Murray won that one. Uh, but Bryce Johnson received a vote. Biggest steal. I could definitely see him being a steal based on where the Clippers got him. Um, Good value pick, for sure, at this point. We'll see. He could end up being the biggest steal for where he went that late in the draft with the kind of career that he had. And I don't know. You could see that. Um, The next question he shows up, who's the most athletic rookie? Jalen Brown of the Celtics won that one. But coming in second place, Bryce Johnson, 16.1% of the vote. Most athletic rookie. There's a lot of athletic rookies in this class. And this is one that I kind of take stock in. Um, because it's really kind of hard to fudge, this one. Like, you can't name a non-athlete the most athletic here. Because it looks pretty ridiculous. Like, Jalen Brown's an awesome athlete. And Bryce Johnson's a great athlete. And he clearly is getting recognized by his peers. 16.1% of the vote, most athletic. So you got to like that if you're a Clippers fan. You'd like to hear that. Um... Here's where things get weird. It makes me think that Diamond Stone was there and was, was putting in votes for his boy. Uh, Which rookie is the best shooter? Buddy Healed was the top choice. Others receiving votes. <laughs> Bryce Johnson received a vote. Maybe multiple votes. Uh, For best shooter. Uh, not exactly Bryce Johnson's forte. A nice little mid-range shooter could be reliable in that sense but best shooter in the draft class <laughs> with all the different guys Betty hill jamal murray bryce johnson receives a vote as the best shooter okay sure <laughs> whatever you guys think uh best defender in the rookie class chris dunn one others receiving votes bryce johnson I think he's more. he has a better chance of being the best defender than the best shooter. Let's put it that way. Uh, and then finally, this one is, is one of the best ones. Which rookie is the funniest? Chris Dunn won because the rookies just love Chris Dunn. Uh, but tied for second place with 12.1% of the votes, making his only appearance in the rookie survey. Diamond Stone, the big mineral, tied for second funniest rookie so not only does this locker room have DeAndre Jordan who's hilarious Blake Griffin who's legitimately doing stand up comedy now this is going to be one funny backcourt that's good news for the media covering the team right they're going to keep it interesting all those funny guys funny how um, sorry for that uh, The probably the craziest thing about this is someone voted Bryce Johnson as most athletic best shooter, and best defender, but didn't rank him in the rookie of the year conversation or best career. That's weird to me, right? Don't you think the most athletic best shooter, best defender would kind of by default be the best player? <laughs> it's a little odd. Um, but that's the rookie survey. I can't wait for the GM survey to come out. That's that's always super entertaining because the GM's pick or probably assistant GM's or whoever they can find in the office to fill the thing out. Picks most improved players and who they think is going to win the title and all that good stuff. So we'll have a show on that when that comes out. Um, We're going to move on. We're going to talk about the Clippers projected win totals. But before we get to that, let's talk to you a little bit about SeatGeek. Buying tickets online for sports and concerts has been a confusing process for a long time. It's always been hard to find the best deal for that game or show that you want to go to. None of those older ticket sites want to change that. But SeatGeek is different. They've come along and created an amazing app and website that makes it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell tickets. I've used SeatGeek pretty recently, actually, to look up which first home game I'm going to go to. Um, It's always good to check it out, you know, scout prices. And the cool thing about SeatGeek is they do all the price comparison for you by searching multiple ticket sites, ensuring that you get the best possible deal. SeatGeek does all the work, and they save you time and money. They just want to get you the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Best of all, guys, listeners, friends of the Locked On Clippers podcast, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. $20 off. To get your $20 rebate on tickets, download the SeatGeek app, go to the Settings tab, and click Add a Promo Code, and then enter the promo code LO Clippers. That's LO Clippers. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you made your first ticket purchase. Make sure you download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LO Clippers today. All right, so as promised, let's check in on uh, David Locke's podcast, Locked On NBA, with ESPN.com analyst Kevin Pelton. Here's what Kevin had to say about his projections for the Clippers. All right, so the Clippers you have going from 52 wins last year in a year where they went for much of the year without Blake Griffin to 40, or 53 last year uh, to 46 this year. Why would this Clipper team possibly lose seven more games than it did a year ago? Yeah, I mean, I think the main reason for that would be just general age. They're one of the older teams in the league. And, you know, in particular, they're starting backcourt with Chris Paul and J.J. Redick. Those guys have managed to defy aging to some extent so far. Redick had probably the best season of his career last year. And and Paul, uh, you know, hasn't lost much from his, his prime yet as he's gone in, into his 30s. And I think, you know, if those two guys fall off. Uh, it could be a little more difficult for them to to you know overcome a potential absence from Blake Griffin, who has missed a lot of time in the last couple of seasons. Do you really believe that one? No, I still think they're probably the you know i think they still think they're probably the third best team in the West so again, that was David Locke on his locked on n b a podcast with Kevin Pelton. You can check out that podcast and uh get some more takes on teams around the western conference um uh, but let's narrow in on what was just said there. I love that follow up from David asking Kevin if he actually believes that because that's a good point. So what Pelton's projections are based off a of formula that he's doing the real plus minus uh projections and it it doesn't always match up with what he actually thinks and that's a that's a thing that often gets lost in translation with that um is that look he's putting in the numbers this is what the formula says but he doesn't necessarily have to agree with it From what I understand, Kevin doesn't actually think if the Clippers are going to be the third best team in the league that they're not going to win 46 games. I don't think the West is that down to where the third seed in the West is going to win 46 games. Um, That being said, it is interesting that any formula would have the Clippers dropping seven wins. Um, Especially if, going into the season at least, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, all healthy. Really hard for me to see that happening. Multiple injuries would have to happen, and I think the the reasoning of Chris Paul and J.J. Reddick getting older, while may account for a one- or a two-game drop-off, seven games is awfully steep. Chris Paul is 31, J.J. Reddick's 32. These guys aren't ancient. They're not that far removed from their primes, and as Kevin said, Reddick just had the best year of his career, and Chris Paul has shown no signs of falling off at all. There's no reason to think Chris Paul would fall off very much. His game isn't predicated on this crazy athleticism or speed. You know, it's it's mostly intelligence and little tricks with the ball and and smart footwork and you know, finding angles to get off that mid-range jumper. There's no reason to think he shouldn't be able to do that still. So I'm not buying it. I'm not buying a seven-game drop off for the Clippers at all. It just doesn't make much sense. They brought back Almost all of their roster. They'll have another year of continuity with each other. And yeah, while you don't expect to get things from Paul Pierce, who is a million years old, and maybe you think the rookies don't step in and contribute, um, the core is still intact. And Blake Griffin probably isn't going to miss more than half of the season. Right? Right? I think just by way, if you think that Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan will play the majority of games for the Clippers, not even all the games, the majority, 60 games, if you have all three of those guys healthy, there's no way that the Clippers are hovering around around 500. And at 46 wins, that's not a far cry. That's five games over 500. That, I just, I don't see it. I don't see it. Maybe... Maybe I'm being biased. Maybe I'm not seeing the full picture. I just, based on what happened last year and the way the team responded, and they won 53 games with everything that happened last season, it would just have to be a straight catastrophe for them to be seven wins worse, in my opinion. I don't think I'm way off base in suggesting that the Clippers dropping seven games is a little crazy. Um, And to that point, ESPN.com summer forecast, where they get a giant panel, uh, and I'm I'm involved in this. A giant panel of writers, and they all project um, the records, the the total, you know, the game win totals for each team. They projected the Clippers to go 52 and 30 this season, which seems a lot more realistic, and, and their reasoning is listed here. It says our panel sees a similar regular season for the Clippers, whose promising postseason ended with injuries to Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. It's mostly the same roster, with Doc Rivers re-signing Jamal Crawford, Austin Rivers, Luke Rashard, and and Wesley Johnson, while adding Raymond Felton, Brandon Bass, and Maurice Spates. This could be the group's last run together, as both Paul and Griffin can become unrestricted free agents after the season. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I think we forget about the additions. Raymond Felton was really good last year for Dallas in stretches, especially early on in the season. Brandon Bass was arguably at times last year, and I know this is no great achievement, but at times he was the Lakers' most consistent and solid player. And then you get Maurice Spates, who can go off for 25 any given night. So there's some good additions here. It's not like the Clippers just kept the core together and added nothing. They brought in some pretty valuable veterans to supplement this core as well. And I don't think they lost a ton. I love Pablo. I love Cole. I think losing those guys hurts, for sure. Jeff Green, to me, is is like losing nothing. Um, I'm so mean to Jeff Green. So unnecessarily mean to Jeff Green. I just think he's an av- a completely average player, and replacing him with Brandon Bass is an upgrade. Brandon Bass is a better basketball player than Jeff Green. Better defender, better team player, better rebounder, better free throw shooter, can guard multiple positions. He's just a better player than Jeff Green. Yeah, you like Jeff Green's athleticism and the the scoring he can give you every now and then. Brandon Bass is a better overall player. So in some ways, you could even say the Clippers upgraded I get the point that they're a little long in the tooth at some spots. Jamal gets a year older. Paul Pierce is not even being factored into the equation whatsoever. Chris Paul, JJ Redick, all older. Um, But I think we forget how much better Blake Griffin gets every offseason. You think that guy has something to prove this year? I can guarantee you, and I've listened to the Blake Griffin's podcast with J.J. Reddick, The Vertical, which is wonderful. If you haven't checked that out, go give that a listen. Um, You know Blake Griffin was just working his tail off this offseason. And there's a good chance that he's a three-point shooter now. So, I just, I have a really hard time. I can see the Clippers stagnating, staying the same, dropping seven wins, no way Jose. Uh, But that's it. That's it. We're going to wrap the show up. Uh, We got another one coming tomorrow. Thanks again to our sponsor, Seed Geek. Thank all you guys for listening to the Locked On Clippers podcast. Again, if you have questions, comments for the show, you can email me at fosterdj3 at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter at foxsportsfoster. Thanks to David Locke for that clip from the Locked On NBA podcast. Make sure you check out his podcast and all the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. We will be back tomorrow. Thank you again for listening. Enjoy your day. Fourth quarter, babe. I'll hit the game. I'll hit the game winner. Baby, believe in me. I'll hit the game winner.